Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and my wonderful wife, Janet, will be joining us shortly. We are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Podcast Studio, and we were super excited to have Tim Caron on our podcast today to talk about strength training, but um, he had a medical emergency. Everything's okay uh, with his daughter, um, and he is going to reschedule. So Janet and I actually are going to cover um, strength training. Uh, we've talked about strength training a lot in our podcast. Um, the importance of it, um, it, it's, if you were going to decide to do one kind of exercise, um, whether it be cardio or strength training, um, I would definitely pick strength training over cardio. Now I'm a mountain bike racer. And Janet is a bike rider also, and we do plenty of cardio riding our mountain bikes, but we also do strength training. And if I was going to pick, if you only had a chance to do one, I would pick strength, I would pick strength training. First of all, the reason why is because sarcopenia, which literally means um, loss of flesh, you know, osteopenia means loss of bone. Sarcopenia means loss of flesh. And as we age, it is much harder to build muscle mass, and um, muscle is good for so many things, just to, not only to help our metabolism, but to help um, our structure, to help us stay strong. Strength is so important. We were talking with Connie Nightingale a few weeks ago about how important strength is, um, and not just as we age, but all the time. So, Janet, welcome. And so Tim could not make it on the show, Janet. So we are going to discuss strength, strength training today. Uh, another thing about st- resistance training, strength training, it is one of the exercises that does, speaking of bones, does increase bone density. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are some exercises that don't. You need bone weight-bearing exercises to increase bone density. Biking is not one of them. Swimming is not one of them. Now running is. Um, strength training is probably even more important in my opinion. And Janet, you go about strength training. Oh, yes. So one of my biggest pet peeves about uh, wellness and prevention is that rather than prescribe a well-known safe way of rebuilding and, and maintaining good bone is that we prescribe drugs for something that naturally can occur if we're doing the right things. And resistance training and strength training for women as well as men is super important as we age because our our bones are the biggest or the 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 most bone structure that we build is in our early years, our 20s and 30s, and then after that it starts to decline. So if we aren't proactive, which most of us are in our society, unfortunately, because we have more desk jobs than we used to, we don't use the resistance of weight to help us um, rebuild those bones. And so it doesn't have to be um, like my 20-year-olds, our boys that go to the gym and, you know, bulk up. Deadlift, right? No, it does not have to be that. It can be very, very simple. And like Sean was talking about, as far as exercises, even walking is a weight-bearing exercise. So that, that helps. But I still think we need to do a few more things because... As we use resistance and we use weight to um, help our muscles and bones, we also help with our our balance too. And as we 
incorporate all those things together, then we're less likely as we age to have osteoporosis or the the starting of that. Of course, there's other things we need to do, but if we don't use resistance, we're not going to um, establish or prevent that. And I think it's overlooked many, many times. I doubt there's, I know there are some because we work with them, but I know there are many prescribers out there in the healthcare uh, world that do not use this as a way of treating bones. And it is super important and easy to do. And we're not talking, you know, deadlifting 500 pounds. We're just using your own weight and low weights, especially in women uh, and even men, let's not forget men, um, that have significant results. And, you know, it is a time thing, of course, but our bones are not like a rock. They're dynamic. We're an organism. So we need to use them to maintain them. So to me, it makes more sense to use actually the physics um, to actually stimulate that growth. And, you know, we, we can just do with our own weight and our own resistance. Well, and Janet did mention that, you know, our bone structure is mostly built in our 20s and 30s. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that it's downhill from there. No, it does not have to be. And it does not mean that with um, your muscle mass either. Um, I have more lean body mass than I've ever had in my life. And it wasn't like, and I was a, a competitive athlete in high school in my younger years and a power lifter. So it wasn't like I wasn't lifting then, um, but with proper nutrition and um, proper resistance training, you can maintain lean body mass well in, into your upper age. Now, eventually age does catch up with us, but that's all just a number. Right. Um, the longer we work out and the more we lift, the longer we will be able to keep that muscle mass. Now, Janet mentioned about using light weights and body weight, and I'm a big believer in that. Most of mine and Janet's exercises are just that. They are body weight exercises, which with some weight, maybe a 30-pound dumbbell, maybe a 30-pound kettlebell is usually the heaviest we go. If we do some sumo squats or, or deadlift, we might use quite a bit more weight. Um, but we don't... It, you know, very rarely do we use barbells and throw a bunch of barbell, a bunch of plates on. We um, do have that in our home gym, but we typically use um, dumbbells and kettlebells because it, it's enough weight. Now, when Janet did say body weight and lightweight, that doesn't mean you can't lift heavy. And that doesn't no. mean it's bad to lift heavy. No. And, and that doesn't mean it's bad to lift heavy for women either. Um, in fact, probably in general, the heavier you go, probably probably the better, as long as you do it safely, right. and especially if you have a, a coach to coach you um, doing that. Now, how does this relate to our everyday lives? Um, Janet can share stories of people that, you know, have thrown their back out, opening the refrigerator. Now, refrigerator door is heavy. I mean, it is on hinges. If you think about how heavy it is, it's, it is pretty heavy. It is on hinges, but if somebody was throwing around weights most of the time, um, they probably wouldn't have thrown their back out, open refrigerator door. Or how many times do you hear somebody picking something up off the ground, whether it be a sack of groceries out of their car and they pull their back. Um, if you're regularly doing resistance training, that's probably just, it's going to be less likely to happen because your muscles are already used to be stimulated doing that. I got to share stories here and then I'll let you, I'll let you go. Jan and I were, we were eating late lunch yesterday and there was a, 
a uh, yoke for oxen hanging up on the wall at this um, restaurant. And Janet looked up at it and says, and you know, solid wood. With metal. With metal. Yeah. And Janet looked up at it and says, can, can you imagine having to do that? Put animals in that every day and multiple times a day. And I thought about that. And I thought that that thing probably weighed, I mean, well over 50 pounds, maybe closer to a hundred. I don't know. But, you know, decades ago, that's what we did as humans in our day-to-day lives. We lifted heavy things. So we are just trying to stimulate what we did generations ago um, to keep us from losing our muscle mass. Go ahead, Jen. Right. And I think that's the key thing is the stimulation because as we age, the problems that set in um, and, and it's not just osteoporosis, it's things like, for example, um, dementia. It's things like heart disease. I mean, we could go down the list. If we're not stimulating the body, then the body doesn't repair. And that's actually what happens when we exercise is that we tear down our tissue and then we rebuild it. And so it's a dynamic process. And like Sean said, we need to have adequate nutrition and sleep and rest. But the benefits go beyond that, I think. I think, you know, when I'm talking about dementia and wellness and health, mental health and all that, there's so many different neurotransmitters. There's so many different things that happen in our body that are really hard to you know, to go down that list and make it easy for people to understand. But it's that dynamic thing that happens to us as we are active. And, you know, we don't, we don't, as, as far as the time in, in our gym, we're not there hours and hours. We're, we're 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. So it's not as huge amount of time. I mean, I'm not knocking people who want to do more time. I'm just saying that it's achievable with our lifestyles to do some of these exercises. And it doesn't have to be like you reinvent the wheel. I mean, there's so many programs. There's so many YouTubes out there. There's so many people that teach classes. I mean, we have a client that teaches six aerobic classes a day. And so, you know, my point is, is there's so many different avenues to do this that, um, you know, can make it more enjoyable and, and something that you like, but we need to do it because, you know, just sitting on the couch or at our desk, I mean, for me sitting at my desk day in and day out, you know, you get aches and pains in places that you probably normally wouldn't just because of overuse. And when you start using your body and actually moving it, things just change. You feel better. Your brain feels better. Your outlook is better. Your overall health is better. And when she says that, you know, you don't need a lot of time, probably 30 minutes, three to four times a week, if that, that right. if that's all you're doing. And if you're doing other exercises, you probably don't need that much. Jen and I usually spend less than 30 minutes a week, less than 30 minutes twice a week in the gym is what we do. Now we do ride our bikes um, often, but um, for our strength training, that's what we do. So if you're not doing other activity, then I would suggest that you know thirty minutes, to three to four times a week is 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 adequate, and you can get a lot done in a short amount of time. Um, especially if you're not trying to lift large amounts of weight, and you're not trying to see how heavy you can lift, or how you know, or or be like a bodybuilder type where you need a lot of rest between sets then we, you can get, you know, six to nine sets out 
um, in 30 minutes. And so that's very little rest. Typically, when Janet and I do our sets, we do um, push-pull exercises with upper body and lower body. So what is a push-pull? Um, a push would be like lifting. So tricep, tricep. And a pull would be like pulling towards you. So in many ways, you can do that. And that's more of a bicep movement, bicep and back. Triceps, obviously, shoulder also, and pectorials. Those are push-pulls for upper body. So do two sets of those. Do two sets of those, two different exercises of those, two sets each, eight to 12 reps. And then push-pull, the same with the legs. So a, a push would be like a squat, just squat down and stand up. And a, a pull would be... Um, you know, leaning over and pulling up with your, with your legs. And that would be more of like a deadlift. That's going to work um, your, your hamstrings and your, and, and your glutes. Two of those and then some core exercises. So then two core exercises um, and one with a twisting motion so you can target your obliques. Um, those are really easy to do. You can Google those. There's all kinds of YouTube videos on different push-pull exercises for upper body, lower body. And, you know, that those are six sets right there. Maybe add a few other things. Maybe add some five minutes of jump rope to get some uh, cardio in there. You know, jump rope burns 10 calories a, a minute. So, you know, five minutes of jump rope, you burnt 50 calories. Um, and do that three or four times a week and, and you are set. Now, you don't need fancy equipment either. Um, resistance bands, I've talked about them before on this podcast, are, are very, very good because they're very, very portable. And they're they're easy to use, but you can also have um, you know bands that really have a lot of resistance and um, ones that have lower resistance. So um, kettlebells, I like kettlebells because you can use them to um, you know, like kettlebell swing is not only. Um, a resistance exercise, but it'll get your cardiovascular system going also and your pulmonary because it's going to get you breathing hard and your heart rate up. So you start doing kettlebell swings and any, any lift really actually where you start doing a lot of, a lot of weight will get your heart rate up, which is, which is cardio essentially. Janet. So if you're not somebody that's familiar to working out, I do suggest that you get some help. There's YouTube. There's also many gyms that are open with trainers, I know in our local area, we have women that are, do a lot of jazzercise and they do incorporate things into that. But, you know, don't, don't just not do something because you're not comfortable. I mean, you can still get, you know, great instruction in your own home just by YouTubing. And, and many times if we don't understand something that Sean's uh, coach has prescribed, we, we Google it and we watch somebody that does the form correctly before we start the process. And, you know, that's fun because you get to learn something new. But the whole idea is that we do something that is safe for ourselves, that we have outcome that actually is better than taking a pharmaceutical. And, and, and that's kind of our goal is that there's a natural approach that we have in our own biological systems that we can maintain healthy tissue if we use it. And if you don't use it, the old term, you lose it. And, and I agree that that happens. And, you know, sedentary lifestyles is part of a first world problem. I understand that, but it doesn't mean it has to be. So there are so many different options out there, whether you 
you know, maybe you don't like kettlebells. Well, there's dumbbells. If, maybe if you don't want to even buy that, you have canned food. I mean, there's so many different options that you can do. You can use your own body for resistance. I see many times on um, just fast little blips on exercise that women will just use their own body for resistance, you know, like a push up and you can do a sit up. I mean, you don't have to buy equipment or body weight squats. Yeah, no right. Matter. You don't even have to add a lot to it. Just keep moving. And when Janet mentioned uh, canned canned food, you know you can literally use canned food for yeah. weights. I mean, just put them in your arms and yeah. start moving it. There's little things. I've been in gyms before, hotel gyms, and they had they didn't have hardly any weights whatsoever. So, but they did have a water bottle a water bottle coolers they were storing in there. So I just grabbed that water bottle cooler and started started doing squats with it and deadlifts with it. Um, why not? And we think about it, that's why we do it anyway, is to to help us with our everyday lives so we don't get injured and can get right. through our get through our day better um, without injury. Or if you do injure, the advantage of moving and having that in your lifestyle is that you do heal quicker and better because your body's used to that process. Um this is so true of like, you'll see kids that were uh, very active growing up in sports and then they become adults and they have to like revisit uh, healthy lifestyles and they, they, they swing back into being an athlete much easier or into um, healthier lifestyles faster than somebody that's never done any activity. So there's something to be said about, you know, muscle memory and body memory. Now it doesn't mean that you don't have to go, you know, we still want you to do something, even if you haven't been active. But my point is, is our body is so smart that it remembers and it also helps when we're healing. So that healing process, if you get injured or hurt, um, it's, it's faster recovery. And so not moving even after an injury sometimes makes it worse. You know, I mean, it depends on what the injury is, but, you know, stagnant, tissue doesn't necessarily heal as fast as it should. And you need to listen to your body when it comes, right. to, oh, for comes sure. to injury. But yeah, movement is a lot of times good. That's what physical therapy literally is. Right. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is about how you can prevent injury because you have more muscle mass. Sure. I, I've wrecked on a bike many, many times and it's going to continue to happen and I know there's times where um, that if I didn't have enough upper body muscle mass, I would have been way more injured than I would have if I didn't have that body mass. Um, whether it be broken shoulders, whether it be broken ribs, whether it be broken neck. I got into a pretty good wreck a few weeks ago and I hit my head pretty hard and it hurt my neck. And I got to think that if I didn't have, um, you know, develop trapezius, how much more injury I could have had. And I see, you know, frail people that don't have a lot of muscle mass that will wreck on their bike and they break all kinds of bones and it didn't even look that bad. And I wonder if they had a, a more robust strength training program and had a bigger upper body, if they would have not had that injury. Now, obviously, they try to have as little upper body mass as possible. Some of the competitive cyclists, like especially the road cyclists, because upper body mass doesn't make you go faster on the bike, but it does help you 
help your health in general long term. So unless you're competing with the, in the Tour de France, if you're a cyclist or endurance athlete, strength training is super important. And that means upper body mass. Right. And I think something has to be said about equilibrium and balance, because that's something that as we age that we lose if we don't use it and force our body to um, compensate. Um, it's a natural thing that happens to all of us. And the older we get, the more that balance issue becomes super important. And that's why, you know, strength can be super helpful too, because if you're strengthening your bones, if your bones are stronger and your muscles and your, and your joints are stronger, then you can adjust. And I think there's something in our brain too, that when we're doing motion and we keep doing it between our eyes and brain and our body, it saves us some consequences, I think, as time goes on with activities because we force ourselves to that, you know, visual awareness as well as our physical awareness. And if you stop doing that, you lose it. Absolutely. And speaking of balance, you know, when you're doing a lot of exercises, strength type resistance training, um, it, it requires balance. I mean, right. if you're, you know, if you're doing a squat with weight um, or deadlift, you know, it requires balance and, you know, take some weight away less weight or even body weight and do one-legged squats, do one-legged deadlifts. Um, there was a study that was published a few years ago. Now, I'm not a big fan of studies necessarily, but I get where this is coming at. And, I, and hopefully you'll understand the, the analogy I'm using. Um, that if a person can't stand on one leg, um, their chances of dying within the next 10 years is very, very great. Now, now let's think about that. Um, you know, think about somebody that's that's elderly and frail. They walk with a walker, they're in a wheelchair. Well, I mean, the chances are they're probably not going to live another 10 years. Now, there, there's, there's, there's uh, um, exceptions to that rule for sure, but, you know, they're obviously not in super good health. So the more you can do those things, the longer you're going to live, statistically speaking. Um, another thing is, too, is with your eyesight, you know, proprioception, um, it helps you when you start balancing yourself, it helps you, um, you know, realize where your body is in space and time. So if you do some winter, you're going to fall on the ice. If you have been doing resistance training and balance type exercises, then that next time you fall or about to fall on the ice, you might know how to catch yourself better um, without. Um, out getting injured or at least preventing more severe injury. So, or not fall at all because you, you have better balance and proprioception because you're just used to moving your body um, with extra weight even. So that so many benefits of strength training and resistance training, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Just like we just, we just um, stated here, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have fancy equipment. Um, you can travel with exercise bands, um, pretty much any gym. I mean, I'm sorry. Almost every hotel has some sort of gym, and usually there's some kind of um, some kind of weight there as far as you know dumbbells or sometimes kettlebells, and even if not that, they have some kind of universal gym, you know, with uh, cable weights or something that you can can pull around, and it just doesn't need to be fancy. And if you don't have that, just bring your exercise bands, uh, travel with them. I travel with them in my suitcase. Do it from your room. You don't need a lot. Of, you don't need a lot of room. You don't need a lot of space, and um, you can knock out a good workout in 15 minutes. So, 
Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned for our regularly scheduled podcast, which I think this week, let me just check. I think it's actually Wednesday. I believe it is. It is Wednesday. And wh- who is our guest? We are, we have Dr. Jerry Williams on. He has been very um, outspoken during and treated thousands of patients during he has urgent care clinics all over the nation, and he's going to be sharing his story. He actually just testified in front of Congress, I believe, last week or the week before. So you don't want to miss out on him. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wednesday, um, our regularly scheduled midweek podcast. So uh, thank you, listeners and viewers. If you want any videos from about working out strength training, including exercise bands, go to our YouTube site, the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. There are playlists in there of workouts with Sean and different strength training exercises. Um, if you have any questions, as always, comment on comment on our Facebook page. Um, we also stream live on LinkedIn and Twitter. And um, if you have any questions, please comment. Please reach out on those on those on those platforms and we can uh, answer your questions. So as always, thank you listeners and viewers to listening to health solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We will see you Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening.